0: Hey, we're rolling. Matt, go ahead and why don't you pull up uh, on Instagram? Why don't you search our podcast name? 10 okay. points of slashing.: Search our podcast name, 10 points of slashing.: And uh, while, while he's doing that, hello, and uh, welcome to our podcast, 10 Points of Slashing. My name is SJ. My name is Matthew. His I'm name is Matthew looking up 10 points of slash. did you make a squibbly jimbus (laughs) i love that i love squibbly jimbus for us uh anyway the profile picture will change by the time you guys are hearing this but this is our foray into uh the world of podcasts we're going to talk about just a bunch of nerd shit we're going to do a lot of bullshitting uh we're going to talk about some of our favorite fantasy franchises we're going to like Violently argue, a lot of arguments, a lot of tearing at each other's throats. Yep, um, we are kiss and make up. We are brothers, so we do that. You know, like yeah, yeah that's that's a thing that we do. Um, so, uh, yeah, how you doing? I'm I have good. something I want to complain about, actually. Oh. We're just getting right into it then, aren't we? We're getting right into it. Yeah. Just, so you don't you don't really give a fuck how I'm doing. You just wanted to ask me a question to be polite. I do you... give a, I always give a fuck how you're doing. But I <laughs> want to okay. give you the opportunity to bitch first before I go into my tirade. Well, I don't have anything to bitch about and you seem to be really passionate about this, so as I am with most things. <laughs> By all means, give me your bitch. Okay. What's, what do you what do you have to complain about? So, I'm pumping gas yesterday, right? Oh, no. 2 days ago, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm fucking around with the interface on it and I'm like like, let, me, let me back up a little bit. I got a notification on my watch a couple of minutes ago, right? On my fucking watch, there's, there's a, an incredibly advanced piece of machinery on my wrist right now. And yours too, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's 58 degrees outside. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. And then you click a couple buttons. Awesome. Great. Why the fuck are gas stations like fucking 1998 with the interface on their pumps? Like, they are so fucking slow, Mm -hmm. Yeah, if there is any kind of mistake at all, guess what? You gotta start right from the very beginning and do it again. You gotta go to a new ass pump, buddy, because it takes fucking 15 minutes for those motherfuckers to reset. (laughs) It's so annoying, dude. Like, I feel like I have time traveled. Every time I go to pump gas, because these interfaces are so goddamn like, slow. Every time you drive into a gas station, it's like that. What's that like orange vignette that are over old films? It's like <laughs> yeah, every the, time you drive in, everything uh, is sepia tone. Yeah, yeah, everything is oddly sepia tone, and you're just like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" And you walk into the gas station. It's greetings, sir. How are you? Yeah. Seriously though, like it it drives me nuts because like the gas station by the house, like it's a nice gas station. Chevron's are pretty nice. And One then of you the go nicer you go gas to, like, You go to town, and it's like, oh god. But even even now, like like dude, we got touch screens everywhere. There's fucking touch screens in my butthole. Like they're <laughs> they're everywhere. Yeah. No, and we not. have these systems running like Windows ninety five to fucking pump gas. Like I I it just drives me nuts. I'm sorry. I think I think the most uh like the most common operating system for like retail registers is XP. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's but- it's it shows. It shows. It's just super annoying, dude. Like I got super frustrated when I was pumping gas yesterday, uh, or whenever it was, it might have been Thursday. Um, I uh <laughs> I like typed your I put in my shit, put in my card information, and then it's like cool. It gives you the prompt to uh like pull the thing and yeah. start and choose your make your selection. Which after your card submits, it takes like twenty seconds for it to be like, okay, go okay. ahead and pump. Well, even when you when it says that and you pull it and you put it in the tank and you go to pump, it still takes thirty minutes for it to fucking feel like it. Oh, I know. And uh, <laughs> you I pull- lock it into into place and you sit there and it's still sitting at zero for forty five minutes and you're like, please, please. Yeah. So that happened to me. It says pull your pump out. I do. And then it's like, make your selection. And usually the lights blink. Yeah. When you Were they not blinking? They did not blink. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. The lights are probably busted because it's 1995 and yeah. we're using old ass systems. So I go to press the button. Nothing happens. And I sit there. And I'm in a rush. Like, I'm trying to get to, uh, I think, I think I was on my way to work to teach a lesson or something. And nothing. Nothing. Just crickets. And I'm like, what? So I literally just jumped in my car, backed up. To the other pump. Oh, you just back to like just, just yeah. Yeah, back yeah. straight up to the other pump and started pumping. But I'm just like, dude, what? Why? This is I always, so stupid. I worry in situations like that when I give up on a pump, someone else will roll up to it, and it's just oh, like, yeah. We're ready for you to charge this other person's credit card. Oh, that's that's exactly what I thought. So as soon as I started pumping gas at that one, I like run back over to the other pump and I'm like, can't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just, fucking> stop. Yeah. Fuck stop. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. That's been on my chest for a couple of days now, and I just needed to get it I can off. tell. You seem to be very passionate about it. It yeah. seemed to be something that you were really, really wanting to get off your chest. So I'm glad that you did. I'm yes. glad that you... The first... Yes. um, The first... He's looking at the time. Uh, the first, like, you know, two, three, seven, seven four minutes of seven, this podcast. Seven minutes, wow. Sorry. Yeah, that's a good time for a rant. Anyway, so <laughs> now that I'm done bitching, let's move into our topic for the day. So, yeah. Yeah. We're going to open up this podcast with a topic that if you are into fantasy at all or any video games in the fantasy world or even you just watch like, you know, fantasy kind of movies, um every single franchise has some variation. Whether they kind of acknowledge it or not, there is some variation in high fantasy specifically of the like three class archetypes, mm-hmm. right? The mage, warrior and rogue. And, and even it even transcends past fantasy, like even in even in sci fi and modern yes. stuff, there are there are characters that fill those archetypes. Absolutely, yeah. And in like like in Mass Effect, you've got like biotics, you've got engineers, and you've got soldiers and like it, it's it, Well in in modern games it's it's more so personality for sure. Oh, like yeah, like I in can Call of Duty that. it's like who's the mage? But like it yeah. would just be like, you know, the drone the smart guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know. But it's still it's still an archetype that is very present, but it in obviously fantasy it's where it yeah, it's where it thrives for sure it's where and it festers <laughs> yeah. mm. Mm. and uh and yeah and for most like fantasy um there's more than just mage warrior rogue right you've you've got subclasses are in in like D, you've got like 36 different classes but essentially each of them you could be like oh well this is a bank it's one of the yeah. three right so yeah. um so what we want to talk about today is our personal gameplay preference of mage warrior or rogue um and i kind of know where matt is at and i think he kind of knows where i'm at but i think there's a little more nuance to each of those things so matt Do you want me to it go away? first yeah because I'd you love- know that you're going to talk about it for longer yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool, yeah no. i so i had a bit of a journey right had a bit like, of a journey i i settled into so my my personal preference between mage warrior and rogue in in games that present that off option has always been mage um always. from the very beginning always wow um i think back when i was a little kid and i did, I was playing games and i didn't know how games worked and i was just like whatever i would probably do warrior just because hitting things with sticks is a lot more easy to understand when you're five absolutely but as soon as i was old enough to kind of like start playing more mature games and kind of understand the gameplay systems and how to utilize them the best yeah i definitely gravitated towards mage immediately like it was it was just instant um Like Skyrim is a very popular game obviously everyone knows Skyrim it came out in 2011 when I was like 11 you know I was 12 11 12 somewhere in there so you know I was really young when that game came out and I immediately just gravitated towards the magic in that game and that's that's where um that's where it came from um I just love the idea of I I think it, it leans into like being able to feel like the character more because like it's yeah When you learn magic in a video game, no matter what video game it is, you always start off with, like, some magic, Mm -hmm. and then everything that you get, you have to, like, find. You either have to pay for someone to teach you the spell, you have to find the spell book. Like, there is an amount of effort that you have to go into to become more powerful, whereas every game that has a warrior class, if you start with a sword, you're just Zorro. You're just incredible at the sword in every way, and all of your abilities just kind of, like, supplement that. Yeah, there's... there's no games where you, like, start and you swing your sword really poorly. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, so it's like, for me, it it makes the character journey in context of the world feel a lot more earned. For sure. And to that point, like, you also feel like, you, you don't feel like it. It is true. You are literally learning these spells, too. Yeah. Because there's so in much way. reading, especially in, well, I mean, not in a lot of games. But there's some games out there where you actually have to, like, read a freaking paragraph about what the spell does. And it doesn't tell you, like, this is a sustained spell. You have to do this, 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 and this. No, it just tells you, like... This spell does blah 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 blah. Yeah. You can use it in this situation. I'll be I'll be honest honest. I'm a bit of a Neanderthal, so any spells that you like just cast it. <laughs> if I see a spell that has like percentages and shit in the in the description, I'm like, nope, I'm good. Thank <laughs> you. Uh just give you're me a... just give me the, the spell that lets me blow shit up good and I'm happy. You're, but... a, you're a working man's mage. <laughs> it's like it's like the, it's like the meaty whack of magic. It's like yeah, I wanna cast spells and be cool and be this intellectual dude, but all the spells that I wanna cast are just things that blow up. So <laughs> we'll we'll definitely talk more about this later because there's there's a little bit more to unpack there and like how that relates to me. But yeah, um, how do you play your mage? Like I know you're saying like Neanderthal, but as far as like. Do you use, like, utility spells, or is it I, all just offense and explosions and fucking... I, I like to think that I try to lean more into utility casting. It's really hard in, like, single-player games, because, you know, if you're just casting utility spells and shit like that... Yeah. You're not helping anyone. Yeah. You're not You're not doing anything, but in, in collaborative multiplayer games and, like, in Dungeons & Dragons, right. I try to, to be more utility caster just to support the abilities of the other people... But it, and I have it, felt that. Yeah, when it comes to... Good old haste. Good old haste. Uh, when it comes to, like, you know, just sticking with Skyrim, if you don't have, like, a, a decent suite of damaging spells, or, like, the exception to that is if you go all in on conjuration, because you exactly. can just conjure a shitload of stuff to do it for you, but... yeah. Um, because there, there are videos online of, I don't know if you've seen them, but it's like Conjuration only mage build Skyrim speedrun or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah. And it's, it's there's hilarious. There's just like 800, there's a little bit of modding involved, but there's like 800 fr- uh, flame atronachs on the screen and it's just like, <laughs> what is happening? And he's just standing there and just like. It does it's the like, Skyrim idle like, animation where it like pans out and then does yeah, a circle well, around you and you you there's know, just like, chaos. Like MTV Cribs, it's like, it's always someone like cross-armed and like slightly off to the side behind like the house. Yeah. It's just that, but what's behind them is 300 flames. <laughs> Atronox exploding, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you don't have like a suite of damaging spells, you're kind of limited. But I try to take the like utility damaging spells, like, I use a lot of the runes, I use like the conjuration weapons and stuff like okay. that. I'll use like, I'll, I'm like the one Skyrim user that actually uses like ebony flesh. I use ebony flesh, like, no one That's does on my permanent spell yeah, list. I, I never use, um, I never use like the flame cloak or the lightning cloak or any of the cloak yeah, spells yeah, yeah. just because I don't like those. If I'm playing a mage, I'm really not trying to tickle anyone's taint, so I'm I'm not getting close enough for that spell to be effective, but yeah, no, other okay. than that it's the just Audience, make a note of that. He does not like tickling the taint. Nope. No taint for this guy. Yeah. But yeah, I just try to I try to stick with um I just try to stick with meaty wax. You know, I might as a mage. I'm, I'm I, I'm I'm I, as an age, I try magical to mead. magical shmeat. Yeah. <laughs> I try to, to stick to what I know, even though magic is my preference and what I know is meaty whack chuckle. That's, that's how I am. Yeah, Um, no, that's there, but there really isn't any other nuance to it more than that. You know, it's, it's for me in terms of magic, it's literally just like, give me the cool ass high damage fire spells and give me a few cool like utility spells and I'm off to the races. Right on dude. Yeah. I mean that more or less that's Kind of exactly what I expected you to say. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, so what about what about warrior or rogue? Like, have you ever? Are we okay? So we're you're asking me why those aren't my preference. I, yeah, I guess I am. Yeah. Okay. Or like, tell me about some experience that you've had playing warrior rogue and why so you tend to lead more to me. I'm, I'm going to hold off on the rogue. Okay. Cool. Um, because we're, we're later on in this podcast, we're also going to discuss our personal favorite characters who fit these archetypes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to talk, for that one. I'm going to talk a lot about rogue because my rogue is a, is a choice that I'm very passionate about. So I'm going to hold off on that. Hell yeah. Cause it's, it's very close second. Like if I'm just looking at the context of that answer, I would almost hazard to say that my favorite is Rogue, but it's such an isolated experience that I can't okay, fully commit to cool. it. Okay, that's cool. But in terms of Warrior, there's just not enough depth for me. Okay, like, especially that's like, fair. Games like Dragon Age Inquisition, the Warriors are fun. There's a lot of abilities. There's a lot of stuff like that that make it more fun. But if we're like cycling back and focusing in on Skyrim... The only abilities for warriors are ones that make you hit harder or defend better, and yeah. it's the same attack animation every fucking time. That's true. So there's just... there There is depth. Like, you know, you can do your backslash to stagger and stuff like that, but other than that, it's just the same swinging animation for the whole yeah. fucking game. With okay. magic, you can at least create your own variety. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. That's, that's, that's kind of why that preference lays there, is I, I just... From the roleplay perspective of like thinking of that character and being in that character's shoes, I like the journey that being a mage provides mentally, but also gameplay. It's just like, do I want to see the same sword swing animation over and over again, or do I want to watch shit blow up over and over again? And I'd rather watch shit blow up. Dude, I love that. And like, I think that's so important just from like the level of nerd shit that we get into. We really like to feel. you know like you you like to have that connection with what you're playing and so i can totally see why like it'd be harder for you to have that connection to a warrior that just does the same shit but on the flip side of that i feel like some people might have the connection with that rather than with magic because maybe they're just like uh and this this isn't me of course but i i was in these shoes at one point where before you continue on would it would it be important for you to say your preference now like what is your preference so not right, that I don't already know. Yes. <laughs> no, no. So right now, my preference is mage. Mage, ding ding. However point for the magic boy. However, I will say Matt is the magic the magic boy. TM trademarked. You can't the magic take it. boy. The magic boy. Um no, so I will I will put an addendum on that and uh, we'll get back. We'll circle back to that. But now continue. Now that we know what your preference is, continue on your warrior yeah, discussion. So um no, so when I first started playing Fantasy games, right? So the first games that I really got into when I was a kid were shooters. So I was a child in the late 90s, early 2000s, right about the time that first-person shooters started exploding, right? And the—I'll get into it another day, but um, one of the most influential shooters to me that I played a lot, I was very much just run in, blow shit up, and leave, and just charge in, blah, like, you know, shoot your guns everywhere— Matt just like I'm burping. It looks like you puked. Dude. I'm trying not I'm to burp into the microphone, you <laughs> fuck. Don't call me out on it. Don't break the <laughs> illusion. Keep talking. Uh no, so I like adju- I translated that into the fantasy world, right? So um I hate to say it, but I think Skyrim was probably the first, and I know that's really late in the game, but I think Skyrim was the first, like, fantasy RPG that I played. I would like to say, point point of order, he he says that he doesn't remember this, but I vividly remember it. He he had moved out at this point, um, he was living in a little apartment, and me and my we were three brothers. I'm the youngest. Is the oldest. Me and the middle brother went over to spend the night at his place. Oh, I remember this. We brought our PlayStation Three. We brought Skyrim, and we're like, "Hey, you should check out this game." And you're just like, nah, I don't give a flying yeah, a fuck. I don't, I don't care, care about it all, whatever." And then, like a few years later, you had offhandedly said, "Like, oh, I love Skyrim. It's one of my favorite games." And I was just like, "You fucking what?" Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's always funny to me that you had that 180. No, I hundred. I remember that night yeah. pretty vividly, actually, because you set me up with playing it, and I was like, you're yeah, "Just it's. like whatever." No, I was like, "It's cool, like whatever." And you like guided me through a couple of things and then I picked it up again years later when I was in the army. And uh I think yeah, I think it was in the army at the Yeah time. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were in the I, barracks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um yeah, I think it was like right after that I got my Xbox and all that shit shipped from uh where we live to where I was at at the time. Um anyway, I yeah, I just kind of jumped back into it and started playing it. And when I started playing it, I immediately went to Warrior. Just Close shit up, meaty wax, run, you know, um. run, you know, traditional (laughs) warrior stuff, running. Yeah, that. But I mean, the really, yeah, just. The, the appeal of it for me was the high DPS, right? was just the high damage output. Like, that's yeah. always been my thing is I like high damage it, output. Regardless of your preference, it, it always feels fucking good when you can just, like, one-hit shit. 100%, whether, whether yeah. Whether you're, like, super badass mage or super powerful rogue, the ability to just run in, wreck shit, and leave is always fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's, some, people, some people play more the tank-type warrior where they <laughs> yeah, just like they just to be able to <sighs> stand there yeah. and, like, flex their shit and, on uh, the bad guys. And honestly, God bless them. Yeah, God, God bless, bless them because we need tanks. We need tanks. Everybody needs, every party party needs needs a tank. tank. Every party needs a tank. Every party needs a cleric. Yeah. The only exception to that is all bard. (laughs) Everyone play a bard. But I'm definitely a DPS guy. And, uh, but my problem with playing warrior, and I ran into this over years, right? This is like years long of me progressing. I hate heavy armor. I don't like that heavy armor slows you down. I don't like that heavy armor can inhibit you, and honestly, I'm not really big aesthetically on heavy armor. Like, I I don't know why yeah, it just doesn't appeal to me. I I definitely lean towards more like like bits of plate around like leather or cloth yes, 100%. That, that's a lot more like form fitting or stuff like that. Like every now and then, I can fuck with some super bulky, super crazy armor, but other it's it's very far and few in between. Yeah, dude, and like I don't, I just didn't like heavy armor, so I would start playing my warrior. And I also I never liked two handed when I first started. That's a part of the story that'll come in later. I just did like a one hand sword and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I started playing my warrior with light armor, right? Mm-hmm. And then I would, you know, from Skyrim, obviously I branched out into some other games, started playing more fantasy, and I would play warriors that went with light armor. And then I started getting like Lord of the Rings, Rangers of Athelion vibes. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And I'm like, and then that led me to. Um, I watched, I remember vividly, I re watched the Dark Knight trilogy. I know Batman is kind of a weird thing to go to here, but I remembered watching the movies and thinking, man, it's cool as fuck that he can just like be in the shadows and like pop out of darkness and do shit like that. And then I watched the first season of Arrow. Yeah, no, the first season of Arrow was so good. incredible, dude. Yes, I don't, I don't think Arrow is one of the few CW DC shows that just never fell off. It fell off a hundred percent. I me. liked it after like last, season three. The last I was season like, this was rough, is hot garbage. I enjoyed it one, two, and three. I loved every season. Um, but yeah, regardless, with, with that said, I started, you know, I liked the idea of like Batman appearing in the shadows, and then I loved the archer aspect of Arrow, and be, because of that. I went back into Skyrim and I started a new character and I started with a bow and light armor and I was like, nope, this is where it's at. I fucking love this and I hard pivoted yeah. to rogue. I and- think I think Skyrim brought out the stealth archer in all of us. Oh yeah. It really did. 100%. Yeah, there's there's something fun to it, you know? And like but from there, I played the fuck out of Skyrim as a rogue and then, you know, Because I am who I am, I go through these cycles where I like play something and only that for a long period of time, then switch to something else, right? Like a hard pivot. So when I got tired of Skyrim, I was like, you know what? I've never played blank as a rogue. And I would start going into all these other franchises and applying that character in them and trying to play the game differently with that in mind, right? And Mm -hmm. so I did that for a while and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Eventually, I got to the point where I liked the idea of a paladin, right? And I, Yeah. This is a couple years ago now, I want to say. I think the first mention I heard of this was 2018. It was like 2019, 2020. Because 2017 is when I started playing D&D, and I remember mentioning it to you at some point in 2018, and you had said something about like, oh, I've always wanted to be a paladin. Oh, you might have. Yeah, that yeah. might be right. Yeah. It might have been in 2018. Yes, it was. It was in 2018 yeah. that I kind of started getting into that. Oddly enough, through dark souls yeah no, dark, started... souls, dark souls is a good paladin game like if you just yeah if you, faith it, builds if you oh, do yeah. faith build and you're just like i am here to cleanse this fucking crazy <laughs> this japanese <filthy> hellscape world <laughs> yeah no bless bless yeah off. they can make some nightmares a hundred percent but yeah that's where i started getting a new paladin gameplay from there and this is a really weird transition when i started playing a paladin i was like okay so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna wear I, you know, translating back into like Elder Scrolls speak, I was like, all right, I'm going to wear robes and then heavy gauntlets and boots. And then it was, this was a very hard pivot for me. I was like, I'm going to run around with a fucking warhammer. So my my question to you is did you do this completely independently of anything else and you're like fuck yeah and then you were just like ran into a vigilant of Stendar and you were like my vibe? Or or did you see the Vigilance of Stendar and you're like that's my vibe? Yeah, so for some reason because <laughs> that is that the vigilance of Stendar wear the the yeah. apprentice robes and then steel gauntlets and boots. Yeah, so this'll come up a lot where I say like I have these images that I'm like oh that's cool as fuck I want to do that that's 100% what happened yeah okay. it's like I, I saw I do, I'm just running around in Skyrim and I see two isolated dudes standing on the side of the road with torches looking down at a dead vampire and I'm like dude my dick my is so hard like I, I, fuck I also yeah. really like the idea of you putting this outfit together and you're like dude this is awesome and then you that's the first time you ever see a vigil at a and you're like <laughs> my people. dude that's copyright <laughs> infringement what the fuck <laughs> Yeah, no, so I, I started doing that and I was like, you know, freaking Warhammer two-handed and then I'd switch to my spells and restoration, of course, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Anyway, eventually, so I kind of went warrior to rogue to like weird warrior mage type thing, right? And that was the first time in any game ever, and this is, you know, 2018, that I really started fucking with magic at yeah. all, was when I delved into... Uh, the restoration is a perfectly valid it's cool magic don't you agree <laughs> yeah no it's when i jumped into restoration magic and i was like okay this shit this shit kind of slaps yeah and uh anyway so then we start playing i know this is a long i love story. i love that your first foray into magic was the wildly recognized worst school i know like in <laughs> any hilarious. game any game that has like restoration magic it's a very specific type of person to actually enjoy that for sure and i loved it dude. yeah like uh just fucking turn on dead and like dude it just ooh see i know that this is a tangent but like my biggest issue with like restoration spells like that that are like turn undead and stuff like that incredible spell to have within the first five levels of the game yeah that that spell never it's like because enemies in skyrim infinitely scale with your level but the highest level turn undead is like 26 or lower so it just immediately becomes completely useless for sure yeah and i I think for me, and this is going back to like chasing a feeling for me, it's the feeling of like going into these dark cryptic tombs. And actually, uh, this leads perfectly into something I completely forgot that I wanted to mention. Mm -hmm. There is a scene in Desolation of Smog. Oh, I know this. Where Gandalf goes to check. He starts. He's like, hey, some fuckery is afoot here. I need to go check on some hunches. And he goes off into the wilderness and he checks the tombs of the ringwraiths mm-hmm. of the, the nine. And there is something about that scene. I'm getting goosebumps right now. There's something about the aesthetic in that scene where Gandalf is using his staff to create this pale, dim blue light. And he's surrounded by darkness. And it's these super creepy, like closed in claustrophobic hallways. And he's just it's just a really creepy vibe, right? And I fucking loved that And that is what I tried to apply to, like, the first paladin that I made is I loved the idea of, like, magic in the darkness and, like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, with the whole turn undead thing, that's the feeling that I'm talking about is, like, I'm alone in this dark tomb just slinging spells at these fucking undead motherfuckers. I I know it's a hot take. Gandalf is a paladin. 100%. Hundred percent. Gandalf is not a mage. He's not a. He's not a sorcery. Gan- Gandalf is a paladin. The second he pulled that sword out, I was like, he's not. He's a paladin. You 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 could you could say that yes. However, he's literally described. He is a, a wizard. So nah. he's the closest show thing. Me one wizard in any other fantasy. Inter- I, obviously, Tolkien was the first, and a lot of inspiration was derived from that. But in any anything past that, show me one wizard with a sword. Uh, all of the mages that I play, and we'll get into Wait, yeah, that. Yeah, but that that doesn't <laughs> count. Ca- you. A lot of games literally don't let you. Yeah, no, I know. Um, but regardless, the man's a fucking wizard, and he's the closest thing to a mage in Lord of the Rings. True, true. In, in the context of that universe, yes, yes. absolutely. But I've um, always firmly believed that Gandalf is a paladin. Cool. Um, I disagree. Okay. I agree, and I disagree. Like, yes, he's, he's a fucking paladin. He uses the force, the magic of good for he uses the force he uses the force yes uh, my yes, bad he's right up there with yoda and mace windu <laughs> no he like uses the forces of good to fight evil and like yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. fucking paladin but like you know he's also a mage anyway huge tangent um but uh we started playing D. long story short which i'm sure we will get into in the mm-hmm. future Long story short, I ended up playing a Warlock, and I fucking loved it. I loved the utility spells that I was able to cast. I, things- I will say, for, for people that understand D&D specifically, he played a, a Hexblade Warlock. So it was it's the more melee-focused subclass, because yeah. the other subclasses of Warlocker Definitely more focused on like the arcane and how you could use your Eldritch invocations and stuff like that. But specifically you played Hexblade, which yes. is the martially focused yes. warlock subclass. Yes, but that was my first true foray into like spellcasting. Yeah, like full spellcasting. Yeah. And yes, in if you know anything about dnd warlock spellcasting is incredibly limited. But three slots, baby. But it's it's the first time that I was open to like, oh shit, here's a book of spells. What the fuck does this one do? Damn, that's cool. Circle of death, rad like yeah um Mm -hmm. yeah and watching that in you as as the dm was was great to see just completely dive into that yeah and it was really cool like being able to use these like banish like there's Uh, a very specific moment we'll talk about it we'll talk about it there's a specific moment in one of our campaigns that i used banish for the first and only time and i refused to ever cast the spell again so perfect because of how fucking cool it was anyway so that was like my first delving into you know spell casting and now it brings us to the present now, I'm at a point in the last few months. I have created a new character that is a primary spellcaster. And I u- have a sword, but I use it as like a last, not a last ditch, but it's, it's not second to last it, ditch. It's, it's not my primary, right? Yeah. Like most of the time I'm casting spells, but then I do like to tickle the taint. And yeah, that's why I asked you there. to bookmark this audience. I am a mage that I like to tickle the taint, get in there, swing my magical sword around, and then back out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of the same tactic that I used in shooters, is run in, fuck shit up, leave, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of how I play my mage is a little bit, a little bit of a martial focus, but real high. Um, I know you you mentioned ebony flesh. I like mage armor spells, so yeah. I like to cast those, get in there to like augment the fact that I'm rushing in to get swung on, yeah, and then dunk on the bad boys and get out of there, um, yeah. But I mean- that's that's where I'm at now. I like I said, I've been playing that style. Cycling through all my games, <laughs> yep. uh, that have you know class playability, and I've been plugging that in to each of these, and I honestly, dude, I'm loving this playstyle more than I've loved any other playstyle that I've done. Yeah, so. I, I I think mage for us for me, mage is definitely where it's at. There's there's just something about it that makes you feel so fucking cool. Absolutely. And like there, you know, when I when I do my warrior playthroughs, there there are things that that make me feel fucking cool too. Oh, for sure, dude. And like, I, don't get us wrong, both of us. Oh, yeah. play all three. like yeah. Oh yeah, we'll we'll go back and forth. Like it doesn't matter. But one of my favorite characters in all of D and D is the literal textbook fucking definition of meaty whack. Like he's his whole purpose this is whole to schtick. hit thing hard. Like, and yeah. he's one of my favorite. He is the character. Like he is. Yeah. You know, he started everything. So, but yeah, it's a uh, mage. Mage is where it's at. If you if you're listening to this and you've you're like, you know, SJ maybe a little bit more specifically in this scenario, but. If you've never played a game with like spellcasting limited ab- or abilities and you've never done it, you should do it. Just fully yeah, seriously fully commit, go all in. And that goes for all the playstyles. If you're someone that likes to just play rogue, if you like to sneak around and just kind of like do that vibe, grab a sword, do a playthrough, just go in and whack shit hard, like yeah, dude, like just really cuz it's such a shame to put like you know 60 hours into a game that has a class system in one class exactly like you could get another 60 hours in this game that you fucking love and an entirely and different an entirely different play style and have a experience that's so unique to that like it's incredible like yeah dude, i would, and I would what do it, it what it does for the feeling and like i think this is one of the reasons matt and i both are so passionate about fantasy in general is like you can do so many different things with it, and you can take your two-handed heavy armor warrior and wow, that sounded super nerdy. Two-handed heavy armor warrior. Yeah, that just felt really nerdy, dude. That was good. Um was anyway, good. you can you can take your two-handed heavy armor warrior and you can take that <laughs> you can take that character and you know have a connection to it, and then hey, you that's... can be like, you know what, fuck it. I'm gonna play a stealthy rogue. And you're going to have a different feeling. You're going to have a different connection to that character. If you're nerdy in the way that I am, you'll start building fucking stories for that character. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorite memories that I know Matt, I've talked to Matt about quite a bit. So one of my best friends in the world, second best friend in the world, because my first best friend in the world is sitting in front of me slightly to the side. But his yeah. name is Matthew. Well, I mean my dick and balls are just straight at you. True, like, you are man spreading the I, shit out of that folding chair right now. I don't have I don't have much room here. Like I don't have any other options. Um sorry, let me conceal that for you. Yeah, no. Please. Uh, anyway, point, point that way. Anyway, uh when I was in the army, uh, I met this guy um and he's my best friend. He has not lived with you know in the same state as I have in Damn, close to 10 years now, which is insane. Has it already been? Yeah, I mean wow, he left yeah. he I got out, or no, he I'm sorry, he PCS'd, so he left where we were posted at in 2015. So we're coming up on 10 years that I haven't seen the man. And um, he's he's been, I'm not gonna say the country, but he's been in the same post this entire time, right? He has a actually he just recently he's back in the States now. He has a cell phone number again and he's textable. Anyway, uh, he when we were living in the barracks, he would come over to my barracks room and we would play skyrim and i would we did like not couch co-op but we'd like hand the controller off to each other and what we would do is i would play it cuz i was playing my like rogue at the time and i would make up these stupid like storylines and like role play out loud to my friend while he's sitting there and then i'd hand the controller off to him he'd load up his warrior and he'd do the same thing and we built this like story between our characters and like that was honestly the first time that I ever had ever experienced like fantasy role playing. Yeah, outside of D and D, and that's ultimately what led me to D and D. But um, that's one of my favorite memories, and just like the feeling and the different stories that you can get from playing these different characters. Like Matt, hundred percent hit the nail on the head. Like if you haven't experienced it, do it. And like you can take you can take concepts from your stealthy roge, 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 from your stealthy roach, from your stealthy ridge, <laughs> bro <laughs> Uh, like you can take that playstyle and play it as a mage. You can be like a stealthy mage yeah, and cast can. spells that silence you or that make you invisible and blah blah blah, right? And like that's kind of ultimately what I've done with my mage is I do like going in and sword fighting and you know I still do that as a mage, but from a magical perspective. So yeah. So moving moving forward with that concept of these three archetypes, we're gonna name our favorites. We're gonna we're gonna go into who fits that archetype. Who tickles our taint? <laughs> who tickles <laughs> the yeah. best within so, that within that fitted archetype? Right before we do that, Matt, I okay. have a couple of statistics yeah. that I wanted to throw at the audience, um, and these will probably interest you as well. So I have pulled, um, I've compiled a list of achievements on the Xbox, specifically of a couple different games that kind of reflect what other people are playing. Um, warrior, make warrior. Ooh. warrior warrior wage mage, it's because i always say mage warrior rogue in that order and i don't know why uh and i, I just know. tried to say it in a different order and the gods were like no that's not <laughs> gonna happen. absolutely no, not. fuck no <laughs> give me your tongue <laughs> my bad yeah so mage warrior rogue yeah so keep in mind these achievements because they're i kind of had to fish for these they don't Specifically, say most people play this class, or yeah. most play. So some of these are kind of situational. It's usually, it's usually broken into percentiles, right? Yeah. So yeah. S- some of these are kind of situational, but the way it works is Xbox measures the percentage of people that own the game that also have this achievement. So that's what the percentage. Of. Yeah. So if I say somebody this achievement, thirty percent of people have it, then that means they may own the game. Uh, but they don't have the achievement, and some yeah. people own games and never yeah, play. Yeah, that's them. why like some of the achievements for getting past the five minute mark of the video game are like ninety four percent. people exactly. achieve this is because they just they, they haven't they played haven't, it yet. They haven't played it yet. Exactly. So with that in mind, take these take these kind of statistics with a grain of salt. So I've pulled for three different games. I've pulled Skyrim, Dragon Age Origins, and then Destiny Two. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. So in Skyrim. Uh, there's no, like, get to level 10 as a spellcaster or anything like that, right? Mm. I did it based on quest lines. Yeah. So, joining the College of Winterhold, which initiates the essentially the mage quest line, mm. 21.17% of people, okay? Mm. Joining the Companions, which is essentially like a warrior quest line, 19.64%. Really? It's yeah, because that's like the first faction that you can join exactly. in Whiterun. So I always do it just for the yeah. XP. And that's something that I considered when I looked at these achievements is I was like, you know what? Like it's harder to join the College of Winterhold if you don't know anything about Skyrim because Yeah, it's literally in You White have to go run. way out of your when way you to join go the college. To, on your way to Whiterun. You, you run, run into, into the companions. companions yeah, killing exactly. A giant, and then they're like, hey, join the companions. So yeah, and then uh this one makes a little more, more sense. So there's two organizations in Skyrim that I would kind of consider as rogues. They're just kind of different types yeah, of rogues. There's both the, the Brotherhood yeah, there's, and the Thieves' Guild. Yeah, there's yeah. the Thieves' Guild and the Dark Brotherhood. The Thieves' Guild are like, you know, literally they're just thieves. The thieves. And then the Dark Brotherhood are like the assassins, right? Yeah. yeah. Both rogue, uh, excuse me, both like robe, rogue, rogue, rogue. <laughs> Jesus. They both Christ. have some sweet robes. <laughs> they have sweet robes. Uh, anyway, so what I did was I took the achievements for each of each of those organizations and I averaged them to create okay. one number. Um, I don't have those statistics on hand, but I do have the the, the compiled. Yeah. So to join the rogue organizations, thirteen point nine two percent. I feel like most people are like the the all in on the thieves guild. Yeah, I know. That's and, and That was that was shocking to me. So those numbers, those statistics, fall directly in line with the amount of people that have completed the quest lines. Obviously. Because, you yeah. know, uh, you can't complete the quest line unless you start it. But I also pulled those statistics. So completing the mage's quest line, 10.57%. Completing the warrior quest line, 9.14%. And completing the rogue organization's quest lines, 7.7%. Those statistics are going to be different if any of you guys, like, get online to pull those and look at them on Xbox. Obviously, they those numbers change literally every single day as people get the achievements. But th- this is just as as, of right, as of right now. That's what it looks like. So, S- so let's dig into that a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, it really, that just within this within just that specific range of numbers provided, it seems that it seems that mage is the more popular one. Exactly. Which it- is crazy because Skyrim is the stealth archer game. Yeah, and also it's it might be a sense of like, well, if you tell me I can't, then I fucking will. Yeah. Um, because in Skyrim, everybody's like, oh, mages are weird. We don't like those people. Yeah, well it, interestingly too, the Mage's Guild questline is the worst in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I think not a it big sucks. fan. I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah, um it's it's really short and it's like there is some interesting stuff, but really it's it's the weakest. Like I would say the most like impactful and entertaining one is like the Dark Brotherhood. Because like the Dark for Brotherhood sure. has some some zigs and zags for it's sure. It's got zigs and zags, dude. The Thieves right. Guild is okay. Yeah, so d- quick note about that. There's different achievements for completing the quest line, and then the ultimate achievement in Thieves Guild is to bring the Thieves Guild back to its former glory, which is a the giant pain in, the ass. pain in the dick because it's just a million fetch quests. Well, so yeah, you have to do you have to do ten quests in each hold, but every time you go for the quest, it gives you a random quest and a random yeah. hold but you have to do it's either like 5 or 10 I'm pretty yeah, sure it's I don't 10 remember. But you in, have to every, within within Delvin Vex and uh, the third one that I can or is it just Delvin and Vex I think it's just Delvin and Vex between the two of them you have to complete total 10 quests in each hold and it can be either of the It's two a them. giant pain in so the I ass do, so I always do I always do delve in i think because you literally just break in somewhere change the ledger and leave and then you just keep yeah. spamming that over and over and over again yeah so i i did not include that achievement yeah because the sucks bring the thieves go back to its former glory that achievement equals it's the same amount of like xbox points or whatever as the just general complete the mage quest line and complete the companions quest line so instead of using that achievement for these statistics i used the achievement where you Literally, you just complete the last mission in the quest line without bringing thieves. Go back to its former glory. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's more apt, I would say. Yeah. So again, like that's really interesting because these statistics reflect that there are more mages than there are warriors, and there's more warriors than there are thieves. So like that's really interesting. It's yeah. in that order: mage, warrior, rogue. In Skyrim, I do, I do feel like as well. Skyrim is one of those games where like. The very first time I played it, I completed the Civil War quest line, and I thought that was the game. Yeah, I yep. like got a lot to the end. I got that. to the end of it, and then I I just stopped. I just stopped playing because yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's <laughs> it. That's the game. Cool, yeah. awesome." I think a lot and of then people did and that. then our father who who also had played it uh, like a, a little bit after the fact, he was like, "Oh, did you did you defeat Alduin?" And I was like, "Who? Yeah, <laughs> what?" And I was like, "Oh, there's so much more game to this game." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh so again, just to kind of touch on it one more time, like obviously those numbers aren't indicative of the total number of mages, warriors, and rogues yeah, in the world. Yeah, because i be willing to bet Skyrim. The dominating statistic is rogue. I would. I be willing uh, to bet. I would. I would say warrior honestly because I think more people go into it and they're just like Vikings, Nords. True. I want to swing swords. Yeah, Skyrim does definitely give you that Nord Viking vibe for sure. Yeah, and I think that's you know a huge selling point for it but anyway um so that's skyrim now the achievements that i pulled for dragon age origins are a little more finite and uh kind of a little more well it's because it, it forces you into a class so it's a lot more like yes, this yeah so dragon age makes you choose a class as opposed to skyrim which is just you can level whatever skills yeah, you, you know. want right um, like you can play a mage and complete the companions quest line, right? Um, yeah. In Skyrim, and but you can you can do the mage's quest line with a sword. The only time yes. you need there's only two moments in the entire mage's quest line that you need magic. Uh, at the very beginning, when you get past Varela yeah. the gate, and then um, when you have to use a spell against the like the thing in the wall that had the necklace and yep. and Sar Sarthal. Yep, exactly. The only two times in the mage's quest line you have to use magic. Yep. And like similarly, the only time in the companions questline line where you have to use a sword is when you attack uh, Vilkus or yeah yeah not he's he like hey we don't cast magic yeah, around here I don't remember I think it's Vilkus I, <laughs> I used remember. my bound sword on him yeah and he was and like hey he was like, <laughs> yeah was, hey buddy <laughs> hey, hey what, what are you what doing the, what the fuck are you doing yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah it's it's very funny yeah so in Dragon Age they it's the start of the game you choose mage warrior or rogue and uh, the achievements for Origins are. Get a mage to level 20, or get get your class to level 20. So this percentage measures the amount of people that got their class to level 20, which in a way is indicative of, you know, the totals. So we have getting a mage to level 20, 10.04%. Getting a warrior to level 20, 14.91%. And getting a rogue to level 20, 12.37%. That tracks. So warrior...
1: Rogue, warrior, Rogue,
0: Mage. Mage. That exactly. Tracks. And that 100% adds up for me. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and if there are any of you lore nerds out there that want to just absolutely fucking fry me because I'm wrong, please feel free. Um, we'll get to our socials at the end of the episode. Yep. But if I'm not mistaken, canonically, the hero of Ferelden, which is the main He's character in Origins, is a warrior. Yeah, Great Warden Warrior and i know that i said he's a great warden but they're a great warden mages but yeah they, i think canonically he's a, a he's a warrior, warrior. yeah a warrior um uh, well i think too for me the very cuz i've i've always been a magic boy and i played origins after uh skyrim i loaded up a a mage save and like the way that the game starts as a mage compared to a warrior like the mage so start so much cooler the, the mage start is so rough the it's start it's is rough, so rough. But it's so much cooler. No, I think the warrior one is cooler. Is, is my the the family point that I'm trying to make. Yeah, it's like, well, I mean, like, it depends on the like, race you choose to, as well. You're trying to, I did human, but you're like yeah. trying to escape a city and shit's going all crazy and there's fire, people are dying. But the the mage one, it's like you're just immediately inundated with all these like politics and the oh, mage yeah. Templar thing. That's like, attractive to me though. It, it, like, it's I attractive that. to me now. Yeah. But I could see why a lot yes. of people would start a game as a mage and, and be then, like, mm. and also this is a hot it take. It took me like 45 minutes to get out of the, Fade. <laughs> this this is a hot take uh playing a mage in dragon age origins specifically sucks dick like it's yeah. fucking horrible you have to use uh like your abilities and shit like you you have to use them all, time. Edit, all the time all the time like your staff doesn't do a goddamn thing like the little magic that it casts where you do your little pokey and you're like yeah magic it I, sucks i i think that's part of the reason why canonically hawk is a mage and why despite yeah. despite the that's, fact that's that a good point despite the fact that dragon age 2 has the the worst kind of overall rating i think the combat is the best specifically for mage because yes. i think they saw that they the mage it. class sucked in origins and they're like what if we made mage fucking sick yeah and it, it and, is and fucking mage sick. Is sick and hawk is i love hawk too because it's literally like what no i'm not a mage look how ripped i am i can't yeah. be a mage if i'm ripped <laughs> Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. They yeah. probably I think, did that I on think, purpose. I genuinely think that's why Canonically Hawk is amazing. Yeah, like, it hated sucks mages. so bad in Origins. Uh, but uh, I wonder what the canon inquisitor class is going to be It's probably going to be warrior I would um, imagine I, I I mean I've heard a lot of different things I, People, A lot of people are just kind of conjecturing That it's going to be rogue Simply because the first game was warrior The second game was mage Yeah but like the dialogue in the game If you're a warrior everyone's like Of course you're the herald of Andraste But if you're a, a mage or a rogue They're just like mm, Are you sure about that? I think that lends itself more to The storytelling side of it too True I, If true. I had to guess I'd say probably a Dalish Uh Mage or rogue. Because there's so much of the like, I'm the little man going up against like I'm an elf and I'm Yeah. God's representative and you people hate elves. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, we'll get into that in another episode. Dragon Age episode is coming. It's coming, guys. And uh, Matt and I are gonna fucking, fucking be at each other's throats. throats, throats so. <laughs> yeah. I like that we just immediately went to throat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what else am I gonna rip? Uh cool. So now uh, I have achievements for Destiny Two. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I when I kind of went to get these stats, I wanted to do a couple different franchises. And one of the things I wanted to do is get something with with, you know, separated from the fantasy, uh, like the high fantasy that we've been talking about kind of setting. And in Destiny and Destiny 2, you um you choose either a Titan, which roughly translates to warrior, choose a hunter, which is roughly rogue, or you choose a warlock, which is a mage, pretty much right so this yeah. side note there, I'm my prediction. Can I make a prediction? Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. I think I think Warlock is going to be the most popular. Okay, that's my prediction. Okay, um, Warlock is the most fun for me personally, and I, I know a lot of people that prefer Warlock. It's either going to be Warlock or Hunter. It sure shit ain't going to be Titan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you did I hit the close. nail on the head. Close. Okay, so it's 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 Hunter, Warlock, Titan, isn't it? we'll get there okay so uh (laughs) a side note for destiny 2 and this was kind of the challenge and this is why i don't really think these numbers are that indicative of anything Mm -hmm. um in destiny 2 everybody's got guns it doesn't matter what class you play you're using guns right or whatever the fuck that destiny has now yeah well there's melee is is becoming a lot more popular because they're whether you're a warlock a titan or a hunter you can use melee you can use guns right like There's no limits on that. The only limits are in your abilities and everybody, each class has like cool ass abilities. They're just catered towards, you know, what kind of class you're playing. But like I said, the big difference here that that's why I don't really think it's indicative of anything in the fantasy aspect is that everybody's got guns in fantasy. Mages use magic. Warriors use big swords and axes and warhammers, and rogues use like bows and knives Dragons. and shit like that. Yeah. Right. So it's, there's a difference in what they're using. Um, so the stats there, like I said, Matt was pretty close. Uh, so the achievements measure who has unlocked all of the subclasses for that class. So unlocking all Warlock subclasses. I said Warlock. Sorry, guys. W- all the Warlock subclasses. Unlocking all Warlock subclasses, 23.9%. Unlocking all Titan subclasses, 2165 Ooh, it's close. Unlocking all uh, Hunter subclasses. 28.78. So it's Warlock Titan Hunter? Hunter Warlock oh, Hunter, Titan. Hunter Warlock Titan. Yeah, okay. 28, got 23, 21. Um, yeah, just, I can see that. I think a lot of the reason that people like Hunters is specifically because of Nathan Fillion. Yes. Like, everyone sees Cade 6, and they're just like, I want to be that. And I will also say, I think that Hunter is objectively the coolest looking class. Well, yeah, and Strider is really yeah. fun. Matt and Arcstrider I is super fun. are both very aligned on one thing in uh, in fantasy and we'll get roasted for this i'm sure it's all about the drip, drip. It's all about how the did drip? you know that's where i was going dude it, that was awesome yeah you t- he took a sick of, a sip of his soda like a cool guy and then like as i'm talking and then he finished sipping and he just went the drip yeah no it's it's all about the drip dude if yeah. you don't look fucking awesome what's the point exactly yeah and there are ways for a mage, a warrior, and a rogue all oh, to look like, fucking awesome. And some of the best looking armor in Skyrim is is the is like the full ebony armor set. I love yeah. it, and it's like big fucking sick ass plate. But yeah, no, if you don't look good, fuck it. Yeah, it's not. There's no point. You have to you, the drip, dude. It's all about the drip. And dude. the hunter got some drip. No matter what you're playing, you need to look fucking cool. So with that said, now we're gonna talk about our favorites. Should we should we start with mage because it's our favorite or should we'll, we save it for last? We'll we'll go mage warrior road. Mage let's, warrior let's road. Stay okay, stay consistent. So we're gonna do we're gonna do a three two one and then we're both gonna yell at each other. Our uh, well no we're gonna say our choices and then Matt is going to yell at me about mine because okay. it's not a mage, is it? <laughs> three. Two, one, Avalok. Gandalf. Ah, <laughs> you bitch. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I laughed so hard earlier when you were like, ah, Gandalf, Gandalf's not a mage. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> he's no. gonna be so mad. So yeah, explain Gan- did, explain Gandalf. He did not know that. And uh no? yeah, bear in mind, audience, uh neither of us knew each other's picks. We we kind no, of No, we went into this completely blind. Yeah. So and I'm sorry, who did you say? Avalok is Avalok is uh one of the main characters in the like kind of latter half of the second into the end of uh Witcher 3 Witcher 3 okay okay cool um yeah so Gandalf uh I will just defend that by saying yeah he's a mage he's (laughs) literally he's a wizard um but yeah specifically what he was able to do with magic um is what kind of locked me into like you know what like i think i would like playing this because he's uh, a couple a couple points specifically that i'll reference the movies right yeah Um, of course uh deep i heard that gandalf was pretty cool in like the books like i heard there's a lot of stuff about gandalf's character that was left out yeah i mean there was a lot of stuff about everybody that was left out the books take like fucking nine years to read and they had to condense the movies in a couple hours um but I've heard more about Gandalf than I've heard about like Aragorn. You know. What also, I, mean? I will say this uh, here at the end of the episode: uh, there will be spoilers, and there have been spoilers the entire oh, yeah, episode guys, long. Spoiler warning: uh- <laughs> uh, Dom dies in Gears of War <laughs> three. Um, so yeah. Don't, uh, anyway, um, Gandalf. So Helm's Deep. When they're just in the shit, they're fighting, they're fucking sucking, and then Gandalf appears on the hill with the riders of Rohan. Yeah, um, incredible. That moment, moment he like casts this blinding light spell, and all the orcs are like, nah. <laughs> and uh, as they do, yeah. And that moment I was like, fuck, magic's cool. And then you know him, him in the tombs, like I said earlier, and just all the shit that he does with magic is just super fucking cool, and I'm a big fan. And like I said, or like Matt said, actually, he uses a sword. Which I love playing a mage that uses a sword. Um, lately I've been trying to use a magic sword, so like bound sword in Skyrim, and you know, spectral or spirit blade in Dragon Age. But anyway, uh, Matt, yeah. So for me, the reason that Avalok stands out so much for me is because he's he's a total surprise. Uh, spoilers, we'll say that now. Um, there's this little fucking the The whole game you're trying to find Siri, and then just randomly out of nowhere when you're when you're working with the Baron, you meet this fucking ugly ass little Gremlin thing named Uma. and the whole game is just like whatever. it's fucking Uma. And then you find out that Siri was traveling with a mage, and then you find out that a curse was placed on this mage that prevented him from being able to help Siri. And then you realize that that mage is Uma. So you get Uma, you turn him back into Avalok and, A lot of games portray mages as this, like, fucking stuck-up-their-own-ass, like, super-intelligent, like, I'm a mage and I'm better than you. Avalok was the first mage for me that was, like, wise. Avalok, he had this, this energy, he had this stillness, he had this calmness. Everything he said was with intent. Everything he did was for a reason. He was just, like, just this... Very calm, very collected, very well spoken, wise individual, not stuck up his own ass at all that's cool obviously there there are some for those that have played the Witcher three uh in a quest with Siri and uh Yennefer on Skellige, you find some things out about avalok that, <laughs> um it, that you know definitely changes his character a little bit in how you see him, but he's still to the very end dedicated to helping Siri um and I, I, he's always been a a favorite character of mine and. He's got the drip, dude. Avalok's <laughs> robes are fucking sick. Yeah. Avalok uh, looks cool. I'll also say Gandalf has the drip for sure. Yeah. Just, I, I'm a big fan of simplicity. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of like kind of like that elven motif. Yeah. 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 And Avalok and as an elf is, is definitely dripped out. Right on, dude. All right, um, so... Ro- are we doing three, two, one for the Rogue again? I don't think I... Warrior next. Oh, Warrior next. Oh, Mage Warrior. Okay. Three, 2 one Warrior. You're not going to be surprised. See, this is the one that I've had the most trouble with. So... Uh, but I think, I think I've think i got it narrowed down. So, a little side note. Uh, I personally, and I don't know about Matt, I tried to pick my Mage Warrior Rogue from entirely different franchises. I tried not to do the same oh, franchise yeah, for two. I could easily do, like, my three favorite in a game, but I, I tried to branch out, too. Yeah, I could do my three favorite in one... Franchise. yeah i know i know what you're talking uh, lord of the rings <laughs> honestly oh i thought you were gonna say inquisition uh Dr- i could also do it in dragon age there'd, yeah. there'd be ties but, but let's let's three two on this so, so for warrior three, three. two one alistair soap mctavish okay cool tell me about soap mctavish so mctavish is is one of the first video game characters that i ever played as and played with that really showed me how in-depth video game characters can be. The original Call of Duty the, Modern the Warfare Run. trilogy. Yep, the, the original trilogy. I think Soap McTavish, is, he was okay in Modern Warfare 2. I have I have some issues with his character, but in the original trilogy, just starting as him, this dude that's super out of his depth and has no fucking idea what he's doing, and then kind of managing to scrounge by alongside Task Force 141, and then immediately jumping into the first uh, mission in Modern Warfare 2, Playing as Roach alongside him, and he's just he's, he's just got, got it figured the ultimate out. Badass. He knows what he's doing. He fucking saves your life thirty seven times. <laughs> like yeah. it's 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 incredible. And I like his journey all the way to the end uh, when he passes away. It's just like he is such a in, in the original run, he was such a deep character. Hey, a spoiler he, soap, soap dies. Soap uh, dies. He had so much depth to him where a character like that doesn't need it. It's called fucking duty. Like, shoot shit. Who cares? But all of Task Force One for One, they they just had this incredible lived-in depth to them. And for me, out of everyone on One one for One, Soap embodied that the most. Yeah. And I love that they managed to communicate to you these people's character and personality without overtly being Without like my, my wife is died. at home in yeah. alabama and i'm here like no it was yeah. just authentically who they were and you had this connection yeah to these the, the, the character writing in the original trilogy was fucking incredible. on point incredible, um, incredible. But yeah and i think i think no one's going to argue soap definitely fills the warrior role he just he rolls oh, up people hundred percent people doors are gonna down. argue well obviously being in special forces there's a fair bit of stealth to it but some of my favorite soap moments are when he's fucking kicking people through doors onto cars like yeah, yeah very warrior. That's that's warrior <laughs> that's warrior activity right there <laughs> absolutely um, i agree with you I- alistair Yes, Alistair from Dragon, Dragon Age. Age. one of my favorite fantasy characters ever, just in general. Yeah. So I had trouble with a warrior as well. Just basically it ultimately boils down to me not, like I said, not being a big fan of heavy armor, meaty wax. Like yeah. um, but Alistair is a hilarious. I he's I love funny. having In Origin specifically. Yeah, yeah, I love having him in my party just because he's he's legitimately just funny. And uh I also love his character arc, right? I love that he goes from being this freaking kid and uh, you know obviously spoiler alert he's the bastard son of the king did you um oh i think i'm i think i'm confusing him with colin never mind oh yeah i yeah. was going to say did you did you choose to harden him or not but i think that was colin's character arc was it not uh i honestly dealing with, I don't dealing remember. with his sister and oh and yeah all no that. that's that's alistair that, dealing yeah. with his sister yeah yeah did, yeah, you, yeah did you choose to to harden him or did you choose to uh i don't remember i think i reunited him with his sister okay. um goldana um but uh yeah love alistair i love his his quips i love having him in my party as and i make him kind of like my tank you know i give him the biggest fucking armor and go swing um yeah alistair's my boy yeah all right rogue cool let's move into rogue so i want to preface this by saying this is really 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 weird and yeah you're probably going to be like oh uh-huh? You're gonna be like uh, I don't think you i don't think you even have a fucking idea as to what mine is I agree I have a backup this person was mentioned in in the course of this okay. podcast today so three two one green auditor green he's a rogue yeah I know but it's just a weird oh, he's, i guess he's not like he's a kind of a fan like in, it's just a weird yeah, tangent it's not a video game. so all care, matt here, said just now is Ezio. Ezio from Assassin's <laughs> from Creed. From Assassin's Creed. Ezio, Ezio Auditore da Frienze, or however you say it. I'm too not Italian. De Ezio. De um, de de. No, very simply put, Ezio, an incredible rogue archetype and one of the best characters in video games. Like, just, just straight up. He's incredible. His character arc, his acting, his actor, his voice lines, like gameplay, the story of Two Brotherhood and Revelations, just all of it. He is the quintessential rogue character, and he's, he's one of my favorite characters in video games. Yeah, no, uh, I n- was never a huge fan of the Assassin's Creed games, but what I did play of Assassin's Creed, I did really enjoy. Um, and I never did play two, man, yeah. or any of the Ezio offshoots. There's, there's so. a there's a scene in the first game where Ezio is like kind of debating as to whether or not he wants this to be his life. You know, if he wants to dedicate himself to this, and then that scene where he walks into the town square and sees his father getting hanged. And just rough, com- dude. completely dedicating to like, no, I'm going to fucking do this to honor my father. It was it was incredible. It was it, I, that moment happened for me in my video game journey when I was like fucking like what, 10, 12, 13, somewhere yeah. in there. And it's just like it's such a heavy theme, but it was executed so well. And uh, yeah, I see I was an incredible character. Can I just say that for us being two self-proclaimed like super hardcore, high fantasy specific nerds. Mm-hmm. I love that two of your answers were not high fantasy, and one of mine was not high fantasy. Yeah. Well, because yeah, like we said at the top, like mage, warrior, rogue is an archetype that fits yeah, across it everything. Transcends. You can plug yeah. it into anything, and you can find an answer for each. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. Um, so, so Avalok, Soap, and Ezio, and you. I'm Gandalf, Alister, and the Green Arrow. Well, who's your backup? Just out of curiosity uh dude. oh uh faramir from lord of the rings oh okay still he's he's the first time that i saw like a full-on ranger and was like damn he is cool as fuck cool Um, but like i said i was trying to stay out of a double franchise yeah um but yeah dude so that is today's episode i really hope you guys enjoyed it yes um please follow us on Instagram at we are 10 points of slashing and that is the number 10 not t t e n like literally the number yes, 10, 10 points, points of, of slashing, slashing. Um, uh, or on YouTube same thing 10 points of slashing and uh, like i said if you guys want to roast us or like fry us and tell us our opinions are wrong please feel free comment on whatever you want to comment on let us know we're idiots yeah and um, we're uh, open please to it. put your preferences put your journey like tell us yeah you know, where you started or if you've been where you where you're at the whole time tell us who your favorite characters are like 100%. Write write a fucking novel about why your favorite character is your favorite character, and I will read it. I we love will that shit. we will both read it, and yeah. ho- you know, hopefully, we'll be able to maybe at some point read out and share some of your stories on the podcast. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just, just just discuss it. But yeah, what I'm really interested to see, audience, is I, if any of you have been like super hardcore warrior and maybe the, our podcast inspired you to maybe try a different, uh, gameplay style. I'd really yeah, love to love hear to that. See that. I'd yeah. love to hear about that. Please so tell us. You, if there's a game that you have like, you know, 20, 30, 40 hours in that you've played as one class, you could easily get another in another class. Hundred like percent, And crazy. you will have a fun experience, even though you're playing something that you don't feel like you would enjoy Like you're going to love it. But, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to this, uh, crazy little thing that we're trying out here. And, uh, we got a fun topic for you uh, next episode. We're going to be at our throats the whole time. Yeah, so a little little preview. Um, In the world of Dragon Age, which Matt and I are both super passionate about, there is a huge dilemma uh, where mages are essentially kept prisoner because people are afraid of their power because in Dragon Age, in order to use magic, you have to tap into a realm called the Fade, which is inhabited by demons, which means that at any point in time, a demon can possess a mage. So... In response to that, the government is like, cool, we're just going to keep you all in mage circles, which is a prison. It's prison. Um, prison. Anyway, Matt and I are on two entirely different sides of our opinions about whether or not that's right or wrong and also like what should be done. We roughly know where each other stand. We asked one question and the question was... Quite simply... In, like, five words or less, where do you stand? Am yeah, I mean, it was yeah. pretty much like... Oh, no, don't it, say it. Oh, okay, it. all right. We'll say leave it, it, we'll leave we'll it for the it. next episode. But we roughly know where each other are at. However, as with this episode, I think there is a lot of nuance to each of our answers yes. that the other is simply not expecting. Um, and while Matt and I may have violently different opinions, we know... Um, that we will be able to see each other's side, even if we still disagree. So yeah, it'll be a very interesting discussion. I'm, next I'm episode, I'm not kidding. We are going to be arguing like violently. We're going to be screaming. Probably. Like we're we're going to be really mad at each other, and we're going to finish the podcast, and we're going to walk away, and we're going to be like, "Fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck." No, I don't um, think it'll be that bad. I think yeah. I think it's going to honestly, dude. I think it's going to be pretty bad. And audience, I uh, hope ready. you enjoy it. Because that is going to be the cadence that we are going to be operating at. Um, We are exploring a lot of games trying to see, or a lot of franchises trying to see if there's like any, you know, oh, what's the word? Like just viewpoints that can be debated and trying to see if we have differing opinions. And that's a lot of what we're going to be doing in this podcast. So I really hope you enjoyed today, guys. Please interact. Please send us a message. Um, And like, like Matt said, let us know your journey yeah thank you guys thank you i'm sj i'm bingus and thank you for listening to our dingus